Waking up early, I'ma never be late Writing what I want, like y'all better be late celebrating life till we better see straight They trying to hold me back, but I'll never delay Nah, I never delay, nah, I never delay Hello everyone, welcome to episode 7 of The Coach's Call Today, we have a very special guest um, All the way from Texas Been coaching in his community More recently, uh, an assistant coach at De La Salle University Green Archers. It's a pleasure to have you on today, Coach Roland. How are you? I'm great, man. Glad to, glad to be here. Glad to be on the show. Thank you for, for making the time and uh, coming on to the podcast, Coach. Uh, what I usually ask all the guests is, where does it all start for them? Where did, it, where did basketball start for you and where did you grow up? Where it started for me was I was five years old. Um, first game I ever saw on TV was the Rockets and the Celtics. And I just fell in love with the dream. Um, Akeem Olajuwon, some people, some people that don't know. Um, he just, man, he just amazed me with his game the way he was. And ever since I was five, that's when I fell in love with it. You know, and I just knew from there I wanted to, wanted to play. You know, wanted to coach after I was done, and I just knew what I wanted to do after that. So, yeah. So, playing? Did you grow up playing in high school, and did you go through uh, college? How how far did you think you took your game in terms of playing? Well, I took it as far as I could take it. Um, you know, I played professionally as well, but uh, I played play high school, play college. You know, I was more of the that that guy that just kind of traveled everywhere, the, the travel man trying to get on somewhere, and, you know, and I, I, mean, I was pretty good at what I did because I was always focused at, at basketball. It's like, that, that was it, my life, basketball, basketball, basketball. So, um, you know, that's what I did. I played, played in high school, of course. Uh, I did very well. I was pretty known around the city. Um, after that, I went to college, played at, um, Ended up playing at Southwestern Oregon, played, played over there. So I went from being down south all the way up there to the great northwest in the States, you know. Um, and then after that, uh, kind of triggered into the NBA Developmental League at the time. It's called the D League. It's called the G League now. Um, got, of course, I got cut. Didn't make the team, but, you know, it was an opportunity that I was there and, and um, after that, you know, went to Germany, Mexico, and then just kind of played in different minor leagues here in the States. So that was pretty Impressive, much Coach. That's very impressive. I mean, um, must have been a good experience to actually work out in the, in the D-League, right? Um, how was it with coming up with those athletes? Did you come across any players that are actually playing professionally now in the NBA? Uh, I can't, let me see. I, when I was there, I was with, I don't know if you're too familiar with some of the guys, but this guy named uh, Latavius Williams, he was the first kid to be drafted in the, in the NBA Development League out of high school. Uh, you know, me and him are still friends to this day. 
it was him. Uh, there was another guy that was there. His name was uh, Mustafa Shakur. He was a point guard out of Arizona. Uh, he ended up playing, I think he ended up playing in the league as well. But I was just there, you know, just trying to get on. And luckily, I was, <laughs> I was just, just trying, man. And But, you know. That's that's the thing, coaches. Because um, I coach in the UK, so uh, we get a lot of American athletes that graduate. So after they do the three years, it's either they go pro, or they go back to their normal lives, right, and find a, a find a career, find a job. Um, so a lot of them now, I, I don't know if this was a trend back then, but they they do master's degrees in in universities in the UK. So I get a lot of um, D three, D two athletes now coming in. NCAA guys coming into my program in the UK as masters um, and they end up playing in the UK, uh, playing in clubs in the UK, like semi-professional while they have their student visa, um, playing for the university as well. And then after they can go and play in Europe if they get scouted or if they, you know, if their numbers are good, if they have the game take. Was that something that was happening back then? Uh, no, no, there were no uh, graduates like that. No. <laughs> so it's 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 it's, it's happening quite a lot now. Actually, we got a lot of athletes coming here, um, because it's with that the whole rule with the college, right? Once you're three years, you stop playing. So it's that's the you run into that kind of roadblock, isn't it? What do you do? Do you chase the the basketball, or do you actually chase playing basketball, or do you actually start coaching? So you said you you looked into coaching from before, right? When did you actually think, okay, this is probably when I'm going to start taking coaching seriously? Do you remember? When I started taking coaching seriously, um, that's when it was about, I think, like 2013. I uh, I took the head coaching job at Houston Community College. That's when I went into coaching, like, full-time because before then, I was coaching, like, part-time, you know, when I was back home. I was coaching here at different high schools, just kind of part-time trying to maintain in, in a sense, you know. Um, but that's when I started taking it like full-time serious. I was like, you know what, I'm done playing. Let me stop chasing this and let me get to, to my career, you know, because this is my calling. I mean, I just knew basketball was my calling, period, you know. But uh, that's when I started taking it full-time. And, man, I just been at it full steam ahead ever since. How how was it like getting getting that first head coach role? Uh, it's for Houston Community Community College. Uh, what league were they playing at as well? And it was it was an amazing amazing experience for myself. You know, uh, I'll never forget it. Like I'll never forget when I got the phone call. It was like at ten forty five at night. <laughs> I got the phone call, and I was on the couch, and I was like, during that time, I was debating, man. You know, should I? still go chase this should i still go try to get a job somewhere as far as playing or should i just say call it quits and take an assistant job somewhere at the high school or something right and then next thing i know i get the phone call and i'm like oh man <laughs> okay this is this i call it you know it's, it's a sign it, it, it's happening it's happening <laughs> right it's happening so it's like okay god telling me hey just go ahead and go full time you know Here's your sign. Let's do it. So, you know, after I took that position, man, um, you know, I just, I just loved it because I was helping these guys out. Because it was guys, I was getting guys that needed that second, third, fourth, fifth chance. 
to continue their career as far as like college or getting them to another level. Now Houston Community College was a is a basically a junior college. It's a community college. Um, but the, the league that we were playing in at that time, we were trying to get in to the region 14, which was a region out here where you had uh, Lee College, Blinn, uh, who else, man? It was uh, a couple other a couple other schools, but top junior colleges here in Texas. So the region was pretty tough at the time. And like, okay, like San Jack, they're, they're an old school, you know, uh, that a lot of people know out here from the States. Like a lot of NBA players went there before they went to, you know, their Division One schools and then went on to play. Um, so we were trying to get in that, and what we were, we were considered as a club team at the time, you know, we we're considered as a club team, but we we're playing like a lot of division one junior colleges. So that's, that was the league of it, man. And, and like, I was trying to get like keeping it serious and getting everything going and, you know, everybody was amazed and it was just like, wow, like the momentum was going. And all of a sudden, man, just management, <laughs> that's all I can say, <laughs> kind of shut things down. But you see yeah. a lot of it now, for example, you know, in, on, on Netflix, they have like The Last Chance You, um, and they really focus on, on JUCOs because the guys are really hungry, right? They, they really want to prove themselves. Like you said, it's their last chance in a way. Uh, did you get those players that just that wanted to really work and, and just gave it all up? Yeah, I got those guys. I got those type of guys. Uh, you know, just guys that needed a break, needed that chance. Yeah. You know, because there's a lot of kids that that don't get a chance, or a lot of young guys have been around a lot of people that, you know, then help them strive in the right direction or help them succeed. You know, kind of ventured them off to doing other things, and you know, I was just that coach that helped them out. Like, hey, you know what? Look, let's get focused. I know this is what you want to do. Your heart's not over there. Your heart is here. So let's, you know, continue to to move forward and move on and make your life better as far as getting an education and moving forward, you know. So I had a few, I ain't gonna say a few, I had a lot of guys I sent to other schools and got them to where they wanted to be and helped them out. And, you know, it's just, it was a great feeling. I mean, it's, it's they say, all a player needs is an opportunity, isn't it? So it's great that you were part of that journey and, and I, I'm sure they're very appreciative. They'll, they'll always remember that, for sure. Um, looking at your, so you're, you're telling me that the management changed. Is this, is this the kind of time that you went to the Indiana Elite Prep Academy? Or was that, off, or was that a bit more time after? Um, that was a little bit more time after. So before I went to Indiana Elite, I was at Indiana Prep. Um, I went to New York. So I was at another prep school. I was at a prep school before I went to, to Indiana. Um, went there, just kind of figured like, you know, hey, I need to get out, you know, start getting my name out there a little bit more and just kind of see what everything else is about, you know, because these are other guys, like being in prep, it's like the same thing. You know, these are guys that are still trying to get it, trying to get a, a better opportunity know and they're actually sacrificing a year of their lives to get better you know to just you know fulfill their dream in a sense you know get to a better school so i went there i went to new york first and i saw how how the business was and how the prep business is and it's like uh, 
It's a lot of shady people, man. <laughs> okay, a lot coach. of shady. Yeah, it's a lot of shady people, and it, and that was one thing I, I spoke. I spoke up a lot, you know. Like I, I speak my mind. I'll say that, <laughs> you know, I speak my mind about things, and even with that, you know, I was just like, this ain't right, and. I helped the guys out to get out of there. And luckily I was able to help them out before I got myself out of there because it was just a bad situation. And then right after that, that's when I went to Indiana and it was a way better situation than, than, uh, than where I was at because of the management of the people that were there. I would say the president of the, of the school uh, where I was at in Indiana, uh, Anthony Cole, Tony Cole, he, uh, He's like, I should say, he's he's well known here in the states as far as helping kids out, helping guys out, helping players, you know. And he really cared. So it's a big difference when you have people up there that care, you know, or you have people that actually care about the players that are caring about themselves and making a profit out of things. You know, it's it's a big difference when you have somebody that cares. So when I went up there, you know, took care of business, uh, got kids out to division one schools all the way down uh to you know division one division two three chuco nai you know just helped help a lot of guys out and uh you know wanted won a championship at the end of the year over there which was great um but it was it was good you know everything was good with that so. how long were, how long were you at the indiana prep academy i was there for a year i was there yeah. for a year Sounds like yeah, a lot yeah. in one year, coach. Sounds like a, a YouTube. I'm telling you, grind, man. It's a grind. <laughs> <laughs> prep, it's a grind because you know it's like you got to do everything, you know. And that's that's one thing that I did. I was doing everything, you know, just uh, from being the, the the physical trainer, strength trainer, the PT, you know, to the head coach, the player development coach, video um, coordinator, <laughs> video coordinator, man. <laughs> doing everything. I was editing my own videos, trying to scout the games, and I was doing everything, man. And, you know, I, at the time, like, I had a, I had an assistant. <laughs> man, he didn't – I love him to death, man. But he, you know, he, he was coming in first year trying to do anything. He was, like, 22 years old. And he's, like, barely, like, a year or two older than a couple of my guys, right? So – I was like, man, you know, let me let me develop him, and I had to teach him. I had to teach him how to be a coach, and it was it was great though. You know, I love the experience. I loved it. So it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot being a coach, and you know, a lot of that's another thing too. You know, a lot of people don't understand what it is to to actually be a coach. You know, it's like yeah, it's a lot of work. You say you want to do it, but it's a lot of work. <laughs> I know they 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 see the you on the sidelines. They think you know. This is a great job to do. They don't see the behind the scenes, isn't it? I mean, it's a fantastic job. I, I'll never change it, but there's a right. lot of work that goes behind the scenes, right? There's a lot. Of yeah, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. And that's one thing I, I do tell people, man. It's like, once you're a coach, you're a coach 24-7, you know? And that's one thing I tell my guys. I'm like, look, either if I train you or you play for me, I'm always going to be a coach. You can call me at 4 in the morning, 2 in the morning, 3 in the morning. If there's a problem, I'm there for you, you know, and that's one thing a lot of people don't understand. Like, once you're a coach, man, it's like you're a coach all the time. So that's a that's a fan, yeah. that's a great mindset, coach, because that that's exactly what I do with my players. I always say my door is always open. 
so they can come in and contact me whenever they need support. Um, and it's about develop, developing them off the court as well, right? Helping them with their academics, right. helping them with their school. So you're one year at coaching at the Indiana Elite Prep Academy. Um, what's next? How, what was your opportunity after that? After that, uh, just kind of came home, you know, just came home, came back home, started training people again because I have a business that I run out here uh, as far as training goes. Um, I call it the Watts Way now. It used to be handled, but I call it the Watts Way. Um, but I was just, I just came back home and then, uh, you know, I got a phone call from one of my best friends and which happened to be Jermaine Bird. And, you know, he was like, he's like, Ro, you know, I'm about to get this job out here. And he's like, let's, let's come on out here. Let's try to, you know, let's do our best. Let's take care of business, man. He's like, I want you to come in and be one of my assistants. You know, and I was just like, hey, I'm there. <laughs> There's no questions asked, you know, like, hey, man, I'm there. You know, so that, that was next right after that. So when you got the phone call from Coach JB um, and he says, you know, let's do this. Uh, let's go to the Philippines. Great, great program. Did you do a bit of research before? Of course you did, but did you actually expect how big the program was going to be? Honestly, I didn't think it was that big until I got there. Like, uh, I, I'm not even gonna lie. I was of like, okay. <laughs> I was like, okay, I did my research on it, but I was like, okay, let me let, let me see, man. So like, once I got there, I touched, I, when I literally touched down, I started getting messages out the blue. And I was like, man, who is this guy? Who is this person, you know? And it, 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 was, it was lovely. So, you know, it was like once we got in and got into the season and everything, that's when I, I really took everything in, especially, mm -hmm. you know, first game when we had against Ateneo. <laughs> I was like, I was like this the whole time. You know, I was like, look at <laughs> just like that <laughs> and it was just like crazy pat but I didn't understand like how big it was until I got there you know I mean with the UAAP um it's a great setup I mean everything's structured very well so it's a great collegiate league um and you fell straight into I would say one of the best clubs or, or the best programs in the actual league itself. Um, and then, as you mentioned, you fall into a first game, Basal Ateneo, that's like a Duke Carolina in the Philippines. So it's a very, very big game. Um, so stepping into that assistant coach role um, and adjusting to the Philippines, what kind of things spoke to you as a coach in the style of play that you think really was different? to say the American style game? Well, out there, it's it's different. Well, for me, for what I saw, it was different in the aspect of it's more physical. The game is more physical, but it, it it's still like, okay, a little, a little behind in a sense, because like, like you know, they, they allow a lot of fouling yeah, and that's yeah. it's like too much fouling. I'm like, uh, okay. So I had, to, I know for myself when I had to develop the guys. I, you know, I was developing the players, and I, I had to make my adjustments to that. You know, to be more physical with the players or with the guys, 
And it was just, it was different in that aspect of it. Like that, for me, I think that needs to change. <laughs> you, know, it's like, man, you know, you can't push up on the guy and <laughs> knock him down and there's no foul, you know? And I'm like, oh man. But I mean, that's what I, mm, go ahead, mm. go ahead. Uh, with 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 the adjustments that you have to make as a coach, people don't understand it's not just the, the X and O's, the players, also the refs you have to adjust to how the refs call things. Um, everything else, the the rhythm of the game is like, is going to be different, you know. Um, and it sounds like an easy transition, you know. You go from America to a different country or, or wherever, but there is also that transition, and it's how quickly, as you mentioned, how quickly you adjust to it, isn't it? Um, so, uh, in terms of your actual role with the, uh, De La Salle, because um, you mentioned in when you were coaching at Houston Community College, you were, you know, oh no, so at, at Indiana Elite Prep, you were doing everything, right? Uh, was it weird that you had a specific role at De La Salle, and, or did you, was it kind of you had to do different things as well? It, it, was, it was different um, because everywhere I've been, Everywhere I coach, even from the high schools I coached at, um, I did everything. <laughs> like, I did everything. And just having a different role, like my role was just basically develop the players, player development. That was my role. And it was it was a good role for me. Like, I, I took it, you know, I took it good. It was good because I just knew, okay, I'm focusing on this. I'm focused on one thing. Let me get these guys better. And I think, you know, I, I think I did a pretty damn good job of that, as well as JB. You know, he did a great job, I believe. And it was just, okay. In a sense, it was like, I could focus on this one thing. <laughs> but but uh, that was mainly my role, just, you know, developing the players, uh, helping them out during practices when they didn't, you know, some of the guys didn't understand certain things or, just kind of guiding them through some, you know, certain stuff. And, you know, luckily I was able to be on the floor with the guys, you know, just being able to, to help them out, you know, firsthand having my hands on with them, because that's one thing I think is, is key, you know, because some, some coaches, they don't allow their players to do that. You know, I mean, not the players, they don't allow their coaches to do that. Their assistant coaches or, anybody that you know they just bring in like they don't allow that they're like okay just talk over here in our meetings or something like that you know but I was luckily you know to be under JB at you know last year and be able to be on the floor and help the guys out a lot you know and just talk to them off the floor as well so yeah that was my role so um as we mentioned you know once you arrived in the Philippines, it was, it was quite manic, right? You were getting messages, you know, thousands of fans watching games. Um, right. Was, were you quite surprised as well at the, the sort of facilities that Devasar provided? You know, they've got practice gyms. Uh, it's quite professional in the way they, they organize things. Would you agree? Yeah, I, I agree. But I, I, it was just a little different. A little different from like last year. I think things could have went a lot different, mm. you know, mm. a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, talk about your relationship with Coach JB because I see you guys. Um, I followed your season actually, and I was um, 
as as much as it was a seven seven record, I think you guys there was a lot of positives from the performances. Closing out games, I think, was was especially one. Uh, I think that that was the the big difference. Um, hitting and and hitting shots when it mattered. Um, but talk about your relationship with Coach JB. As you said, he's he's your longtime friend. Uh, but how's it like to go to a different country and coach with with with, with your close friend? Uh, it was good. You know, it's always good being somewhere with somebody that you know or somebody that you trust, you know, um, especially in another country, you know, thousands of miles away. So, you know, that was uh, that was a good thing with that. Um, it was a good experience coaching with him, you know, being able to be there for his first head coaching job, you know, it, it was it was good. And the good thing about it, you know, is like I helped him out as much as I could and everything like that with my experience of being the head coach, you know, from those past years I've been. And it was just good. It was a good experience. I'll say that, you know, I just wish the outcome was different. <laughs> but uh i mean it's it's a difficult task yeah i can see what they were trying to do you know they're trying to they recruited heavily you can see they had a lot of players that came in to the program the the one and dance and they recruited right. heavily on the, on the coaching staff as well i can see the the kind of action plan they wanted results immediately but that's not to me Basketball doesn't always necessarily work like that. I think there is a, a, a time frame which allows. Would you agree on that, Coach? Definitely agree. Definitely agree. Um, I mean, I like. I mean, I like to say this. Um, I don't know. Did you keep up with the Phil Oil? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're playing. Okay. They played it before yeah. the pandemic, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I'm talking about when we were there last year. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 When we got when we got to the yeah when we got to the championship. And okay, so I mean, just to kind of touch on on that, you know, trying to get instant results and everything. Um, I do believe, you know, it, it, it if things would have, like I said, things should have been a lot different. You know, <laughs> I mean, we would have kept that team in a sense. I think things would kind of been all right as well, you know. But just, I just believe that a, hey, you know, let us take care of what we got to take care of. Mm, you know, mm. let us take care of that. Like, cause we were on the right path. You know yeah. what I mean? Like everything was going good. Everything was going great. Just let us do what we got to do. <laughs> <You know? laughs> that, that, that's when, that's when they added to the roster, correct? Straight after that. Yeah. Right. Right after that. Right after that. Right after that. I, it is, it's just like, <laughs> man, we, we, we were going. <laughs> you know, we, we're going, but like I said, man, things things could have been a lot different, a lot, mm. lot. Different. You know, not necessarily saying it was a bad asset adding those guys, but I'm just saying we were in the right direction. You know, mm. things were going, but even with them, like when they came in, the one and dones, which was great. You know, but a lot of things could have been different. I mean, chemistry Chemistry is yeah. always the most important, right? Chemistry, especially in the basketball court, you can have the five, to, I don't know, seven to eight most talented players in the league, but if they have no chemistry on the court, it's a struggle. <laughs> it's a struggle. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so, um, so, you said the first game going into the Ateneo game. 
um, speak about that because that's the, as I mentioned, it's the big rivalry, it's the Duke versus Carolina, you know, two Manila schools, a lot of history, a lot of pride. Um, you know, you get thousands of people with drums banging, people screaming. <laughs> um, I was talking, I actually had a, a, a podcast with Coach JB and he said he, he's coached at the G League and he's coached at, um, you know, college and, and, and different arenas and stuff. But he's mm. never experienced something like that. Speak on your on your uh, perspective on, on that experience? Man, uh, it was it was different. I'll say it was different because the drums, you know, it's like <laughs> out here, I'll say being compared to the States, it's like being at a football game. You know, the drums are steady going, the band is steady hitting, out, hitting the drums and the, everything is just like, oh man, you know, we're trying to think, we're trying to talk and we're just screaming out our, our lungs, you know, and that was one thing that, like, we all had to get used to. As far as I say, me and JB, we had to get used to that. And I had to get used to I'm like, man, just, I'm thinking, shut up. <laughs> you know, like, let, let us focus on this or let us be able to talk, you know. Play it, play during the timeouts or something. <laughs> during the game. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that first game, uh, man, we had it. <laughs> I can just say that we had it. We had that game. Um, oh man! See now, that I'm, I'm thinking about. It, I'm like, man, we had, we really had that game. Um, we went on that little. I know we went on that little drought. Was it the second quarter? We went on that drought. Uh, see, <laughs> I'm just like, uh. but. Uh, it, it, it was it was it was good. I know it was like I said. Some things you should have done different during that whole time, and things would have helped. But uh, yeah, it was an amazing experience. So um, I also saw that you took part in the coaches and the players game, and you got the MVP. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so you didn't you didn't lie to me when you said that you could play. Uh, speak more about that experience. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man, I uh, I can play a little bit. I still can play. You know, I still can play. Uh, it was great. It was a great experience. It was great. It was fun. We had fun uh, doing that, and that was something that kind of took took my mind off of things. You know, of course, it always is playing ball. Um, but yeah, it, it was great. You know, shooting them threes, <laughs> knocking them down. My 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 signature. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was great though. It was great, man. I loved it. Uh, wish I would have been able to do it again, but you know. <sighs> and it, it looked—it it really looked like you guys embraced the culture as well. The the LaSalle University itself, you know. I think they had a nickname for you as well, Coach Poggy or Poggy. What is that true? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Poggy, Poggy. That was yeah. That, that was me. Who, who came? Who came up with that, Coach? <laughs> Well, I'll tell you how it, how it came about, man. Uh, you know, like I said, once I came in, once I flew in, in you know, in, in the country, it was just, I started hearing his name. And then people <laughs> just started calling him Bogey, you know. Like, Bogey, Bogey. I'm like, huh? huh? And I finally, <laughs> I finally just asked, like, hey, I was like, hey, guys, what does this mean? You know, and then they told me, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna stick to that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
Let me stick to that. And then that's that's just I just started saying, you know, the guys started calling me Pogi, Pogi. They just started calling me Pogi or Pogi Watts, and I just kind of kind of embraced it, you know. So it, it was cool. It was, it was a good name. <laughs> it was catchy, Coach. It was catchy. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Um, so you said you, you worked with players. Is there any players from that team? Because it was quite a stacked team. I think we had about 20 players at one point. Um, is there any players that really, uh, not giving anyone any special attention, but any guys that you worked with specifically that you saw at the end of the season, you know, they really improved. For example, you had, you know, uh, Baltazar, who was an excellent centre with a, a nice touch inside, could shoot outside, you know, soft touch around the rim. Um, then you had Malonzo, you know, athletic players so tell tell me more about these guys um and how were they at practice uh, little things as a coach that that from your insight and your experience and perspective can give to the people uh i mean i think everybody you know everybody improved for one you know just not just saying it from because there were there were our guys you know from last year but just hearing it from everybody else around us telling us, man, you know, these guys really improved over the year that we were there. Um, you know, I mean, just, I, I really worked with everybody. I'll say that I had my hands on with everybody pretty much, you know, the guys worked hard in practice, um, even though, man, we couldn't, we couldn't throw the ball in the ocean for the, for a free throw, you know, <laughs> but that was one thing that killed us, but we did pray. That was one thing. Uh, you know, everybody used to say, man, why don't they work on free throws? I'm like, shit, man. Like, we worked on free throws all the time. Like, all <laughs> the time. We used to, I, I'll tell you this, I, you know, we used to have the the uh, the horn sound when we are having the guys shooting free throws. We were blowing the whistle, it in their ears, you know. We are making all kinds of noise, and they were still hitting free throws, but that was in practice. <laughs> Come to game, couldn't save yeah. our life. It was like, yeah, it's like Shaquille O'Neal shooting that thing, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, we uh we worked hard. We did work hard. A lot of guys worked hard, they got better. But uh I say one guy in particular that I did work with a lot, and that was like every morning. I don't think people know about this, and he probably won't say it, but that was uh little Bartlett. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Jordan. The Amer yeah, American was, American for them, right? I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But he got up, and then a lot of guys used to get up as well early in the mornings. I used to work the guys out like at four thirty, five in the morning every morning, and that's one thing that people really didn't see. You know, they didn't see that, and they didn't hear about that because it was just like, okay, we're we're going, we're going. To, I'm gonna make sure these guys get their work in. We'll make sure a lot of these guys get better, and even after practice. Um, a lot of the other guys, they used to come after practice because, you know, guys, some guys didn't get up early because they had classes or they needed to sleep or whatever the case may be. But they really worked, you know. So, yeah. I mean, it's it's completely different in game situations, Coach, isn't it? Um, you can work on something oh. at practice, try to imitate it, as you said, try to create yeah. that whole environment but it's completely different when the score lines when the clock is ticking the score lines there and thousands of people are screaming so <laughs> yeah it's completely see that's the thing too you know you can never simulate a game you know you can't sure. simulate you cannot simulate that but we tried our best trust me we tried our best but we you know we just can never simulate the game 
I think that comes definitely with experience, you know, uh, especially with those guys. I think with the ones that are staying, they have a, a good opportunity next season. Would you agree? Yeah, I agree. I agree. Just wish we were there to lead them. <laughs> Me too. Me too. I was a big fan. I was, I was, I was watching you guys and supporting. Um, they also had the, the, uh, the big center now, isn't it? And Dai that's coming in. Um, so LaSalle's looking quite big, right? Uh, in terms of Baltazar still there. Um, and I think it's looking promising for them this upcoming season. Um, is there any games that really spoke out to you that you, as a coach, um, as an AC, really thought this game is the one that I'll remember during my time at LaSalle? I know all of them were probably really impactful games, but is there one that really stuck out? And is there any particular reasons why? Uh, I would say... The two we lost at the end, which was the UE UP. and oh my goodness, I didn't uh, want to bring that game up. <laughs> <laughs> I was Man. I was hoping it was a positive game, but in a way, I like it because uh, I like when coaches bring up the losses because that's what you learn most from, isn't it? Right, right, and and that UE game, man, we we just blew it. You know, it's like. We had it in the bag. We really did. We should have, honestly, we should have blew it. We should have blew them out, you know. But uh, yeah, that that last shot, man. Like, uh, still cringing my teeth about that one. That one and, and that UP, you know. And we, it was a lot of adjustments. That I would say we should have made. Um, uh, uh, you see, it still, it still, I still think about that one too. Um, but yeah, we, we, we should have, we should have won that game, man. Those, we should have won both of those games. It was just some I mean, decisions. Mm, go on, coach. Go. Oh no, I'm just saying we should. There's some decisions we should have made. The guys should have known better, you know, when they were on the floor. But shit, it happened. <laughs> it happened. I mean, for example, the the turnover and the, that led up to the free, isn't it? Like, I, I hate to bring back the memories, coach. I apologize. <laughs> All right, man, you fired. Um, so as an AC, what do you do? Was it your role to kind of help bring back some some positivity to the team? Because losing at those games are can take a lot out of players. It could bring them down. You know, confidence is low. Um, how would how did your players respond? What did what were you doing as an AC to make sure the team was staying on track? I just I just had to keep the guys positive, you know, uh, in practice and and even off the floor. You know, when I seen their heads down or kind of seen them down a little bit, you know, just there to pick them up. And you know, I know after those losses, the guys really wanted to work even harder. And that's one thing I did notice, you know, about our players some of the mistakes that they made, you know, or they they seen like we had a bad game or even some games that we won, but we didn't win by enough. You know, it was like, okay, let's get to work. And that's how the guys were. And that was one thing, that was one of my roles, just like helping them out. You know, like I said, getting them better and just encouraging them like crazy. Um, and that was it. That was my role with that. Just kind of building their confidence up and keeping their heads up, keeping the spirits going, and that was pretty much it. 
I mean, after the season, after the season finished, we had the seven and seven record. We missed out on the final four, and there was a lot of, would you say, talk in the air whether you guys would stay. You know, Coach JB yourself. Um, what was going through your mind at the time? I know it sounds from our conversation for sure that you had a strong passion for the school. You're passionate about your job. You really wanted to stay out there. But what was going through your mind at that time, Coach? You want the truth? <laughs> I was like, our ass is out of here. <laughs> <laughs> that that simple, coach. <laughs> That's simple, man. I was like, yeah, yeah, we, we we're out of here, man. I that that's me though. Like like I said, I, I'm I speak my mind, and that that was just like, okay. I was like, yeah, we we didn't perform enough for them. We didn't do what we we're supposed to do, I guess. And I was just like, yeah, our asses are gone. But uh. I wish we would have stayed, like I said, we should have had a little, you know, an extra year, especially that, you know, just imagine that, you know, during this time, you know, they, would have, they would have kept us on staff and we would have had this extra time like this. Yeah. And, you know, it's just, uh, it's a lot of things, you know, it's like, oh, <laughs> like, yeah, we had one more, if we had that one more year, things would have been different. I'll say mm -hmm. that. We put a lot of a lot of time into those guys, and especially like uh, I say this, like I told you, I spend a lot of time with the players, a lot of development, a lot of development. And that was another guy I'll say uh, back to the question before, you know, uh, which was the new or the, the import. I would say Amadou. Okay. I spent a lot of time. He was another guy that was with me every morning in the evenings like he was always with me like literally always with me you know so i spent a lot of time with him and we just we all spent a lot of time with those guys and it's just like uh we needed that one more year but i could i could see from the the response that you guys got on for example social media how people uh the fans the players themselves as well they had a lot of respect for the work that you and coach jb came in and you you did for the program. Um, it's not, and it's also the fans that you know build that bond. It's not just what you guys see on the court. It's the stuff off the court. Like you said, you're spending extra time with these players. It's a big relationship, isn't it? And sometimes, as a program, you have to make decisions. I understand, but it's starting from scratch again for next year, isn't it? Which is quite difficult. So um, I wish them all the best, of course, because I'm a big Delosal fan. They probably are my favorite team in the league. Um, but it's going to be a difficult transition, especially with new coaching staff, because they have to learn the new system, learn the different coaches. Right. Um, and yeah, it is disappointing coach. So after, like you said, um, you've heard the news, you, you probably are, are, well, you were heading back. What, what, what kind of opportunities did you think that was gonna go in your head when you went back to, to Texas? Or was it just, we'll go home, relax for a bit and then see what happens? Uh, at first I'll say I was just like, yeah, let me let me take a little break. You know, let me take that little break that I needed I needed a break. Um, dealing with a lot of stuff out there. Um I was in tenth uh, season, isn't it? And it's all it's in the short space of time as well. Yeah, and that and, and you know, was, and that was another thing. It was like the season the season was short. Mm. You know. Mm. It was in like really compact and short and Man, 
if we had like a reg like a regular season, like how how it normally is, mm. things would have been different as well. Um, but I just needed that little time. I needed probably about a month to myself, and then right after that, man, I got I got right back in it, you know. And you know now I'm getting ready for next year. Um, I don't know if you can see it. See the background. <laughs> uh, yeah, so like I'm the uh, I'm the assistant coach at Southeastern Illinois College now. So I'm getting ready for that this upcoming year. Um, can't wait. Looking forward to it, man. We're we're Division One JUCO um, out here in the states, uh, and we're actually in the best conference in the nation. So. Looking forward to this, man. I'm really looking forward to my new guys coming in, guys that I recruited from out here, and just ready to get back to work, man. Congratulations, coach. That's a big, big news, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, it's 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 Thanks. quite difficult once you once you leave a role, and then there's a bit of uncertainty, isn't it? And um, it's nice right. and rewarding when you get that those opportunities, like you said, that first phone call that you got at 10:30 in the evening for your first coaching role. Those are the times that you always remember, isn't it? Because it makes it it makes a journey worthwhile for sure, isn't it? Oh yeah. Yeah, it does. It does. It also um, sucks to be. Sorry, coach. I said it also sucks to be in the unknown. <laughs> yeah, it really does. <laughs> it really does. Um, great news. So I'm guessing that you're moving on to 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 more coaching um, at higher levels for sure as well. Um, how's mm -hmm. that going as well, especially with this whole pandemic? You know, as far as I know, we're we're still gonna have a season. You know, everything's supposed to go smooth like that. Um, just depending on what the school and everything, uh, if, if different, you know, different states, if our cases go keep going up, you know, it's either going to have, we're either going to have the guys take classes online or they're going to be in the classroom. But as far as I know, we're going to play with fans or no fans. So, mm -hmm. you know, we're going to keep going. And I think just think like during the time, you know, um, we'll see what happens with that. And as far as recruiting goes, it's a lot of film. It's a lot of film you got to watch, and you know, uh, I you know I still work guys out sometimes that they're able to come down here to Houston or something, and and just like that, just trying to gauge stuff with that as far as recruiting. A lot of film, a lot of film watching, a lot of highlights, and just kind of going from there. But it's a it's a it's different, you know, because mm -hmm. you're not able hands on the guy too much because of the whole pandemic. But, uh, you know, we'll see, see what happens. Are gyms open out there? Because right now the gyms are closed here. So it kind of limits to what we can do. And, and uh, FIBA and Basketball England here in the UK have set kind of guidelines. So we have different levels. I don't know if they've done that in America as well. So mm -hmm. I think we're currently on level one or two where we can't actually, we can only coach in small groups. I don't know if that's happening in America. Speak more about that. Uh, some gyms are opening up. Um, mm -hmm. You got some gyms that open up and you got some guys that that have different gyms or different access to gyms where it would allow guys to come in. Um, but as far as like the regular gyms, like people working out and stuff like that, that's nah, <laughs> people come in. Um, so it's mainly like private owned gyms and stuff like that that open up 
for guys to come in and play, work out. So, yeah. So, Coach, um, I actually wanted to ask you kind of a personal question. Um, I know that <laughs> I know that you fish, um, which is quite an interesting hobby, right? <laughs> so, speak more about fishing. You run in the timeline, the family timeline, or how does that work? Oh man, um, I just I learned fishing from my father, man. Like he he used to take me when I was a kid, and that was one thing that me and my dad really got along with. That was one thing that we that was our connection, you know. Um, he just took me out, and that was one thing that I, I kind of stuck with with that and it was it was like a, a peaceful place for me you know instead of me playing sometimes it's like I got to get away <laughs> you know so mm -hmm. I go fish it takes it takes a lot of things away it takes a lot of things off my mind and you know I, I thank my father for that for putting that in me you know because he does it to we still we both do it to this day you know that's amazing that, yeah. that's amazing coach because to me it's you know, it's great to see the stuff that the, the impact and the inspiration that you guys do on the court. But to me, it's the, the stuff off the court that is also, uh, to me, inspires because stories like that is is what keeps us going. Do you see what I mean? Um, because okay. our jobs are so intense, right? Um, it's right. nice to have that, that little getaway. You got to. You have to have peace, man. You know, you got to have a peace of mind. And that's one thing I'm big on is self-care and, and peace yeah. of mind. Because if you don't have that, and you just steady focus on your job, it's like, oh man, it can get to you, it can drive you crazy, you know? And that's when, you know, you start losing losing your hair, getting the gray hair, losing your teeth and going crazy, man. And I'm not <laughs> trying to have <laughs> so, Self-care, you know. Coach, I, I love that, self-care. Right. <laughs> uh, so so uh, back to the Philippines, actually, I wanted to ask you a question in terms of the Philippines. Um, what did you enjoy the most from it, what kind of experiences that you had off the court that really kind of stuck with you and the memories that you always have? Uh, I'll say I love the weather. I actually love the weather because it's like summer all the time, <laughs> all the time. Um, but what just stuck with me is just like, I, I, got a, I got a lot of love from the people out there you know, from the people, from the culture. Everybody kind of embraced me in a sense. Um, you know, of course, there was some incidents, but it was just like, uh, I got to wave them off. <laughs> but I, lo I loved it for the most part. Um, just being around everybody, you know, just kind of venturing off and enjoying the city and everything like that. And and everything was good, you know, like that. So, I mean, I enjoyed just being being around people and it was, it was good it was an all-around good experience that's great to hear that you actually had a great experience out there coach do you see yourself actually coaching there in a high level at, at one one stage do you, do you see that happening maybe in the pba and pbl man i i love i would love to honestly i would love to um uh, you know if if I go, I could go out there and be a head coach. I, I would, I would love that. Definitely love that. Mm -hmm. uh, or if I, would, you know, go back to be AC again somewhere. But you know, I, I, I would love that. I would love to if the opportunity presented itself. And you know, of course, things got to be right. Got to be everything has to be okay. You know, yeah, got to be okay. But other than that, man, I'm just looking forward to 
being an SIC and getting us a championship this year. <laughs> and I'm excited for you, Coach. I'm actually, I'll follow your journey. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to see where it takes you. Um, is there any final thoughts that you wanted to, to give? Any shout-outs? Um, uh, I, I would say any future ventures, but you already mentioned them already. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, I just, uh, just looking forward to the season for next year and looking to, to win the championship this upcoming year, man, and, and you know, continuing everything. And, you know, I'm glad that I had an opportunity to coach out there in the Philippines, you know. Um, like I said, I just wish things were a lot different. <laughs> from last year, you know, things could have some things that should have been different. Um, but it is what it is. You continue, you move forward. And that's one thing that I'm doing because I knew, uh, you know, I knew I was going to get a job somewhere, you know. So mm. I'm just excited. And that's about it, man. So. I mean, that's, that's a great mindset to have, Coach. As you said, uh, it's all about moving forward, thinking positive. Um, as you said, you know, there's always a role out there for a coach, especially good coaches. I always think that, you know, a program will find you. Um, and I know that you'll definitely make an impact in, the, in your new college and with the athletes that you're working with. So it's been a pleasure to have you on today, Coach. I really do appreciate the time. Um, and yeah, uh, I guess stay safe and take care through these times and we'll catch up again soon, Coach, yeah? Oh yeah, I appreciate it, man, I really do. I also want to say this too, I'll say one more thing. Say one more of thing. course, of course, of course. <laughs> I would like, no, I would like to, uh, honestly, I would like to uh, give Coach Jared Drake as the head coach at SIC now. Uh, I mean, give for him giving me an opportunity to come coach this upcoming year, you know, and I, I just want to say that, man, it's, it's going to be a great year. So please, everybody out there, <laughs> just watch out, all right? <laughs> we'll be following Coach Watts. Take care. Thank you very much, yeah? All right.